listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for being here. Joining me now is William Jones. He's the outgoing CEO at Focus Hope, one of the organizations started after the 1967 uprising or riots or whatever you want to call it here in Detroit. Uh, Focus Hope was focused on racial healing and economic opportunity here in the region, and over the last 50 years has played an incredibly vital role in moving the community forward and trying lots of different things uh, to get people who are uh, trapped in poverty into opportunity. Uh, Bill, welcome to Detroit Today. Well, good morning, and thanks. It's yeah. a real pleasure to be here. Yeah. Uh, I-, I wanted to have you on uh, today for two reasons. One is the work that you're doing, and I think the the way that uh, you and the others at Focus Hope understand the face and the dynamics that surround poverty here in the region. But the other re- the reason I want to have you on is because uh, you and I had a conversation uh, at the uh, at the auto show gala. I can't remember whether it was this year or last year about the way we support anti poverty programs like Focus Hope. And you were talking about the fact that. Focus Hope doesn't get the kind of state support that it used to. It now uh, depends just on uh, uh, on federal funds. And I thought that was such an interesting uh, sort of page in the, in the narrative about what poverty looks like here. We can't get the people who represent us even to focus on it the way that they used to or that we need them to today. Well, Stephen, <clears throat> at Focus Hope, we run three core areas of uh, what I'd call our areas of focus, for lack of a better term. (laughs) And that's our workforce development, education, and training, because that's extraordinarily effective in lifting people out of poverty. The food program, food and basic needs, uh, focused on low-income seniors, another one of the most vulnerable parts of our community. And last but not least, we focus a lot of attention in the neighborhood around our campus. And in those efforts, we look at it as a, a multifaceted approach educational opportunities, the environment in which people live, and which Dr. Uh, Trenacosta was speaking to earlier, yeah. and the impact there, yeah. to, as well as the economics, access to opportunities, all of which have been brought up before. And I would add one more, empowerment. Right. Okay, right. is being extraordinarily important. The psychology, Getting people to the place where they can control their own, their own futures. Absolutely. And in poor communities, you don't see nearly enough of that. Okay. Now, relative to the issues of support and sustained support, um, all too often, folks recognize that these are difficult problems, multi-layered problems, but they're not willing to to understand, I think, the fact that it's going to require a long-time systemic solution. They're looking for that immediate payback, that return on investment on a very, very short-term basis. We often hear that it's too expensive to train someone. Okay, well, I, I don't get that because everybody understands the concept of an investment with a longer-term payback. Yeah. But we're always here. It's too expensive to train. What can we do short? What can we do quick? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These and, are intractable problems. And is, I imagine that at Focus Hope, that's one of the pressures you guys feel all the time. I mean, you're focused on this very long-term long haul with, with individuals who need lots of different things to get uh, past where they are, and you live in a world where, as you point out, everybody wants something uh, tomorrow for what they're spending today, uh, especially in politics. Uh, if, if you can't say what will happen immediately, I would imagine that's a really tough sell. Oh, it is a very, very tough sell, but we're determined to, to continue to do it. I mean, uh, the mission laid down by our, four, 
Our co-founders was one <clears throat> that called for intelligent and practical action to overcome racism, poverty, and injustice, and yeah. to build a metropolitan community where all people, all people may live in peace, harmony, trust, and affection. So we don't see that as something that's going to change tomorrow. Convincing policymakers that they've got to be in this for the long haul has been tougher. We've had very, very good success with the food program, however. Yes. Focus Hope has been the leading national advocate for that. <clears throat> it's now present in 47 states, and we've got our sights on getting it present in those other three as well. Yeah. Uh, the, the jobs program that you run also is a little different from other kinds of jobs programs uh, in, a, in a couple ways. But one of the ways that has always stood out to me is the effort to match the job training with existing jobs, right? And an exi existing employers who are looking for people who need opportunity. Well, <clears throat> we, uh, not only do we match them with existing jobs, but we pay attention to changes in the job market in such a way that I'm training you today, not only for the job that's available today, but making certain that we provide the foundational basis such that you can continue your education, continue your training as jobs evolve. Yeah, Much has been made of the fact that Lots of manufacturing jobs, which traditionally have been a great pathway from working class to middle class, lots of those manufacturing jobs are now becoming more automated, yeah. being taken over by robots, et cetera. Well, somebody's got to program those robots. Somebody's got to service those robots. We want to make certain that the people we work with, the ones who come to us, not only have the opportunity to get those jobs now, but can take those higher skilled jobs as they evolve. Yeah. Uh, let's go uh, to the phones here. Uh, Tom in Northwest Detroit. Tom, welcome to Detroit Today. Yeah, good morning to both of you. Yeah. You know, and, and I've heard through three people now, Mr. Trenner Costa, Mr. Barua, and now, and I'm having a senior moment here. I can't remember Mr. the Jones. Jones yeah. <laughs> okay, Mr. Jones. And I've heard the word education mentioned more than once. And there was an adage or it was a television commercial that would, would say, if you think education is expensive, try ignorance. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here talking to you, both of you, and we're having this conversation, and we are where we are because of an education. And I mean, I don't think nobody's exactly financially hurting or anything, but I mean, that's what an education will do. If you are impoverished, an education will get you out of, you know, impoverishedness, and if you, and if you don't want to go there, get you an education to keep you out of it. Right, right. Tom, thanks very much okay. uh, for calling and making that point. Uh, William Jones, uh, it seems to me that in some ways, Focus Hope is taking up the slack uh, for the failure of our of our public schools here in Detroit, that, that many, many, many of the people you guys are serving were disserved by the public schools in the first place. Yeah, no matter how well-intentioned people might have been, and there was a right, very, very sure. interesting story in the New York Times yesterday that, yes. you know, so I don't want to step into the public school versus right. charter schools debate. That's <laughs> right. a whole other show, well, we I'm could sure. Have, we could have three <laughs> hours to talk about But that. the fact of the matter is, is that so many folks, even with high school degrees, have been inadequately served here in the system of schools, which envelops Detroit, and we haven't seen any real improvement, at least in terms of the, the folks who come to us. Yeah and where they test relative to where they need to test. So Focus Hope does have programs to help folks bridge that gap. If you walk in the door and, shall we say, that your education level is sixth grade reading, sixth grade math, we will help you get to a level. And do you see a lot of that, uh, adults whose reading level is that Absolutely. Low? Absolutely. It's, uh, uh, it would be tragic, except uh, it is tragic, but it is a situation that can be corrected. 
with the right type of effort, with the right type of support that you mentioned before, because folks who are, are inadequately uh, uh, prepared educationally, quite often along with that comes a need for uh, supportive services relative to access to services or bus tokens or whatever it needs to solve their immediate right. challenges. Right. Uh, let's take one more call here. Agnes in Detroit. Welcome to Detroit Today. You there, Hello? Agnes? Yep. Uh-huh. Yes. Thank you for t- giving me the opportunity to speak. Sure. Father Cunningham was a genius. He saw the need for children, for kids that could not afford to go to college, to learn a trade. And this welfare system could be reduced if we had people like Cunningham having programs to help these kids learn a trade, whether it's auto mechanics, sewing, cosmetology, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Because college education is so expensive, most people can't afford all that tuition. But this way, you would reduce the welfare system. These people would be independent taxpayers. The, the economy w- would improve. And I remember when Father Cunningham got started, people thought, oh, this is a dream. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. It did work. Yeah. It's been beneficial the years later, the city. It's still here. Yes. Yeah. All right, Agnes, thank you uh, very much for that call. William Jones, a great tribute there to Father Bill Cunningham, uh, who started with Eleanor Josias, uh, your great organization. Uh, thank you very much for being here on Detroit Today. Well, thank you very much for having me, Stephen. All right. Uh, up next, we're going to talk with uh, someone who's working on a film about economic opportunity in America, how it's changed since the time of Elvis. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Detroit Today.